And welcome, everybody, to episode 58 of the Regression to the Mean podcast. I am your host, Sean Moran. It is Sunday evening. The NFL draft has just concluded. That means the NFL offseason is over with. And that means we are one step closer to August 2023, gentlemen, which would mean fantasy football draft season. We have just concluded a major milestone. And to talk about it, we're going to bring on the best of the business. Aiden Holler, Keegan Thompson. Aiden, I just called you the best in the business. You now have an official podcast microphone. How are you feeling, man? I'm feeling good. Yeah, I have a, I have a legit mic now. So um, yeah, I'm legit. I'm now in the industry um, and I'm feeling good, dude. I'm feeling good. I watched a disgusting amount of the NFL draft. Uh, my Chicago Bears made me a very happy man um, while the rest of the division kind of shit their pants this weekend so um i'm feeling great you look agile you look really fast agile yeah you, you look quick dude i i love it i love it yeah keegan quick very keegan you're looking sluggish man did you uh have a fun birthday weekend for all of our listeners keegan just celebrated his birthday let's go i had a huge weekend that was great <laughs> parents are in town i drank so many mexican lagers like cake dinners I feel like this is going to be a doozy trying to keep my words straight and have the thoughts properly come out of my mouth, but I'm ready to attack this, I think. How many beers and pizza did you have, Aiden, this week? Yeah, oh, I heard you had dude. one too many slices this weekend, Aiden. Dude, between, between Michelin slices as a combined number, I was probably sitting in the mid-20s, dude. I feel not great, dude. I was drinking like I was 21. But now I'm paying for it like I'm 27. I feel that on a spiritual level, like it just gets harder to drink and party yeah, like, like that. I still got it, but the recovery it is <laughs> it's still, it gets worse and worse, man. It's and uh, it's no I don't, fucking joke. I still got it. I'm trying to keep up with the draft, and I've got Aiden and Sean, and we've got our own group chat. We're just talking about every pick. I think Aiden watched all three days of draft, like actually it was gross. <laughs> I was watching. I, I saw a disgusting amount of Mel Kiper this weekend, and I loved yeah. every fucking second of it. It was <laughs> I, awesome. I turned it off in the sixth round. I was like, you know what, this is this has gone too far. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm turning this off. I knew it was bad when they showed me next year's prospects. It was like the sixth round and they were showing me Marvin Harrison Jr. highlights. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and I was like, I've made it a little too far into this draft when they're, when they're giving some publicity for next year. I was like, I, yeah, fire me up ESPN. You know, I'm here. I looked at a too early mock draft earlier today and I was like, <laughs> it has to stop. I can't be so. Who are the bears getting with a third overall pick with that Panthers pick? Third overall pick. I don't know. Oh, we'll see if Justin Fields is good before we uh, cross that bridge. I think he'll still be there, but in the draft with May and, and Williams, if he doesn't perform this year, are you they could hedging for sure a quarterback? Are you hedging on Fields? This is no. I love. Oh Fields. I'm all in on Fields. Oh my god! I, I I was a little taken aback there. I can't even believe. No, it they'll probably the go like Marvin Harrison Jr. Top. Yeah, either Marvin Harrison Jr. or like top edge rusher. We have do we have no edge rushers? Well, the NFL draft happened. A lot of beers were drank by these two gentlemen here. Um, I had a, I had an interesting weekend. I had a passport fiasco all week, and it's been holding up a potential international trip for myself and my girlfriend. So it is uh, been a stressful week, but I am here now in New Jersey for a quick pit stop before we head out to Italy. So this is actually going to be the last episode of the Regression to Mean podcast for a couple weeks. We're going to take a couple weeks off. We're going to go touch some grass, hug some trees. 
talk to some loved ones. We're going to give ourselves a second to think about how highly we're going to rank B. John Robinson in summer drafts, where we're going to draft Chris Olave. And if Justin Fields is going to be quarterback one, we're going to sit on it, think about it. I'm going to be drinking some wine in Tuscany, really thinking about if Darren Waller is a top five tight end next year. We're going to come back. We're going to come back refreshed and we're going to hit it hard with dynasty rankings, pre-draft rankings. It is going to be incredible stuff that would make any football nerd blush. And we're going to love you guys here with us every step of the way. And this episode is brought to you by us, the regression to the mean podcast network, content network, whatever you want to call it. If you haven't had a chance, give us a follow at RTM fantasy on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, or Deuce Vaughn. Gimme, gimme. Man Behind the Mask video just crossed 100k views, which is pretty nuts. We're over 40,000 likes in like two months. So give us a follow on TikTok. It is a wild ride. We're cutting up these episodes, throwing it on our TikTok page. We're doing green screen videos. Um, I'm avoiding talking about the fact that the night took a kicker. It's great. Um, if you haven't had a chance, subscribe on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Get the notifications. Give us a follow doing shorts, log form content. We're beefing up our video strategy as we head into next year. You're not going to want to miss it. For today's episode, the NFL draft just happened. And what's the only way that we can really process momentous moments? We're going to do an awards show. All right. If you didn't awards. follow us, there we go. Bam, bam, bam. So we're going to give out our awards. Again, these are very prestigious awards. They're awards that are given out by the NFL. It's very standardized, right? Very standardized. Everyone has very. these awards, right? If you followed yep. us for end of season fantasy awards, you already know the deal. And if you enjoyed those episodes, you're going to enjoy these. They're very popular. Our friends love them. So thank you again for listening. And um, should we start the award show, gentlemen? Let's dive Does in. Does anyone have any Let's before? Let's get to it. Before we get okay. into the awards, there it is, just a quick 30 seconds from each of you guys. How do you feel about your team's draft? Sean, let's start with you. How do you feel about the 49ers 2023 draft? I mean, they took a safety that a lot of people liked, and then they took a kicker, and in the third. That a lot of people liked as well, right? Yeah, but it, they took a kicker in the third. Come on now. Most kickers are like undrafted free agents. Uh, that's not <laughs> going to go over well. Uh, then they took a tight end who's not that good in the third, and then they had pretty good draft in like the fifth round. They took a corner people liked. They took a D-end from uh, Georgia that was like a project. They took a linebacker from TCU that people really liked that reminds them of Dre Greenlaw. I'm sure one or two of these guys are going to be really good. And guess what? They did not trade up and draft a running. They did not draft the running back. Big. I think this is huge. Kyle's having nightmares. This is a really big moment for us as a fan base that he didn't trade up and draft a, a running back. And so it was really just all comp picks. So it's just kind of found money anyways. So I, I liked it. I don't really know any of these players because they didn't really draft a lot of offensive players, and that's really all I personally covered. But overall, considering the draft they have where they had like none of their own picks and it was all comp picks, I feel like one or two of these guys maybe just like all you can go for. What about you, Aiden? I'm feeling great. Um, they're like we could really only go up. Like I think we all watched the Chicago Bears last year, and it's safe to say they were lacking talent um, on both sides of the ball in a handful <laughs> of places. To put it nicely, so you, you get your starting right tackle of the future. You get a starting cornerback, a couple beefy boys there on the defensive line. You got Tyler Scott in the later rounds, probably our wide receiver four or five to replace the mistake that was Velas Jones. And 
and a couple of flyers towards the end of the draft. So feeling really good. I feel like, um, you know, we'll get into it later in terms of like who won the draft. I, I wouldn't say it's us, but we're probably not like top 10 of teams that um, really improved their roster over the last Definitely couple Definitely top days. 32 for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, Keegan. How are we feeling about the Jets? We love it. I think it was uh, underwhelming because like we had a really sexy draft last year and you get Brees, you get Sauce, you get Jermaine Johnson. Like it was just like electric, electric factory oh, last yeah. year. And I think fans and people are like underwhelmed with what we did, but I don't know. I feel like the Jets shot themselves in the foot. Everybody knew they wanted to tackle. They don't get an opportunity to get a tackle because Bill Belichick let the Steelers trade up to take the tackle we wanted right before us. So that was unfortunate. That was but fucked up behavior by Mr. Belichick. We got some athletes this year. Like, I know this class, I, like Izzy. Like, I don't know if it's like that relative is a score I, stuff, but yeah, they're all just good athletes. They got Izzy for some home run potential. <laughs> the late round flyer on uh, Zach Kuntz. Kuntz. Zach Kuntz. Like, Kuntz, baby. Kuntz, yeah. The freakiest <laughs> athlete of like all time at the tight end position, like the highest graded athlete at the tight end position since I started measuring. So I kind of like it. It's It might seem more than a good job, but... I think it was pretty solid foundational stuff. Two Pittsburgh guys got a tackle in the fourth round. This large human. He's like Makai Becton type size almost. So I like it. I like yeah, it. Anytime, I'll be, like, uh, the, like draft needs or offensive line, like it's not sexy, but like it has like you would like you build through the trenches. So like it's kind of you just got to do it. It's like chores, man. It's just got to happen. Will McDonald at 15 because you showed your cards is certainly something, but so I rich. think they really like him. And I hear that maybe they wanted Gibbs if their tackle wasn't there. Smoke. But I call bullshit. this is a guy who was probably going to go Smoke. at like the end of the first round. Still first round grade, but the I Jets agree. are like, we're not going to pick until 43. So let's go ahead and get our guy. So I like it. Got it. Yeah, I don't hate that approach. NFL Draft Awards. Let's get started. Very, very, very prestigious. Aiden, this is your first time attending our awards ceremony, correct? Yes, yeah, my first time as an attendee. Okay. It's a, an honor, truly. You you listened along though, right? You tuned into our live studio audience. Oh yeah, correct? oh yeah. No, I'm I am I'm on board. Okay, so <laughs> it's it's really intense. We bring in this really live, Very. big orchestra. It is huge. Guys, come on, let's get a drum roll. Let's get it going. Okay, all right. Here we go. The 2023 regression to the mean. NFL Draft Awards, we are starting things off hot with the, hey, everybody, look at how good I look award for the team that had the best draft. Keegan, you are the most hungover here, so I'm going to let you go first. Keegan, who are you presenting the, hey, everybody, look at how good I look award to? It's got to be the Eagles for me. I mean... They just had luxury picks. They are a Super Bowl contender. They walk out of the draft with Jalen Carter, who kind of slid a little bit, and just overall, Nolan Smith, too. I mean, even if they just drafted those two guys, I would be like, that is one of the better drafts kind of in this this year's draft. In general. Gosh, I'm so hungover. Um, it was... It was pretty easy to just be like, oh, yeah, like the Eagles are walking away here for like one of the better drafts because all they did was get better and they lost some key pieces on the defense and they just replaced them. One school, one draft, <laughs> just like picking out of that Georgia team. Like now their entire team is like on that like national championship roster from Georgia, basically. So 
the defense is looking good, man. Gotta love what the Eagles did. I, I liked what they did. I think what was really cool for them was I think Jalen Carter, if he goes to more than half the teams in the NFL, his career flames out and it's just an absolute disaster. But they have the infrastructure in place to bring in Jalen Carter, help him along with a lot of his, you know, off field issues and immaturity issues he have. You can put him on a team where he's really familiar with a lot of the guys he played with at Georgia. You've got a really strong foundation with Nick Sirianni, who seems to be a really good head coach. His players really respect. And you put him next to his like best friend and mentor, Jordan Davis, who's on the Georgia team. So it's like if yep. if if Jalen Carter goes number eight to the Falcons, I wouldn't be shocked if he's out of the league in like three years because he's staying in Georgia where he got into a lot of trouble. It just seems like an absolute nightmare. But it's like the Eagles are one of these situations, like one of these teams where they're allowed to take these risks on guys and they're allowed to make the obvious best player available pick because they don't have a lot of needs and they have a really good infrastructure to develop and insulate these guys. So it's like the rich get richer because they put themselves and in they such swing a, good a trade position. for Swift and they string they they swing a trade for DeAndre Swift in the during the draft weekend as well too. I mean. Yeah, it's a great. Yeah, day. how he does the NFL draft on easy mode. It's like they tr- they trade up and down with ease, and just like the best players just continue to like completely fall in their laps. And and like you said, like th- they have a good enough roster to where like they're making those luxury picks. They can take the risk on Jalen Carter. It's not, you know, they can do that because they're already a good team. It's like if if the Bears miss on Jalen Carter, it isn't fair. Like they need that. It's pick. a disaster. They need that pick. Like Ryan Poles is like yeah <laughs> losing his fucking job. Yeah, it's how he's like, yeah, it's fine. It's Sorry. it's found money, right? Like they get to take yeah. that approach. And I don't know. Are any of these guys really going to start for them next year? Probably not. maybe, you know, Jalen Carter plays for them, which I think is realistic. I think Nolan Smith yep. is more of a project. He's, he fell down the boards because probably, of his, you know, yeah, more in the rotation there probably. So a lot of this is like depth luxury picks, but I think that they have a really sound approach. They take premium position players. They're not necessarily reaching. And sure, they might miss out. Like, they didn't draft Justin Jefferson. They drafted Jalen Rager. But the approach stays true. And if you have a good approach year over year, typically you're going to have good dividends. So, yeah, I think that's a great pick, mm-hmm. even though, like, my insides are burning inside, giving them credit, considering they are the Niners' biggest competition next year. Aiden, who do you think um, had the best draft? Yeah, I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, what they did, like, we had a lot of the same needs, actually, as Pittsburgh. And the picks they made were just awesome. Moving up for Broderick Jones at 14. Joey Porter Jr. slides out of the first round to them at 32 there. Then you got Benton and Darnell Washington, too, on day three. Um, I don't know too much about their guys rounds four through seven, but, like, those first four picks are incredible. I wouldn't be surprised if at least three or four of them are starting on day one. I think they kind of, they got guys at great value for some of their biggest needs. It didn't really feel like they had to reach or anything, so... um no, I thought they kind of hit it out of the park. They'll be a team to watch out for. I'm kind of in the middle on Kenny Pickett, but this team's a lot better now. And a lot of like their biggest problems from last year have at least been, you know, attempted to get patched up here in the draft. So, um, yeah, really excited to watch them next year. I thought they made some good selections as well. I, Washington slid because of his medicals. Joey Porter... Yep. I think people kind of fell in love with the name and thought he would go higher. Yeah, like at first round, like I know that's where he was mocked a ton for Joey Porter Jr. That is, and then it's like he slides to the second. It's like, well, why not? You know, it's just like kind of stumbling into what most people had as like a first round graded corner. It's like get him in the second, and I kind of really like the Darnell Washington signing. Like 
obviously they have the moose. Like they're not really looking for a pass catching tight end. And like you get Broder Jones and Darnell Washington to add some beef on that line. Like maybe we're talking about Najee on the fringe RB1 territory again, you know, right right about there with some extra help up front. I, I like he, what they did. He's back. A lot of bulldogs. He might be back. A lot of bulldogs on that team too. They they have a lot of bulldogs there as well. Pitkins, Washington, and then Broderick Jones, right, was a bulldog, correct? Yep. yep. So I, I liked their draft again. I think the name of the game is keeping Kenny Pickett protected. I saw Steven Ruiz, who of the ringer, say who's now going to protect the Steelers from Kenny Pickett because he doesn't think Pickett's good. But I think that's a little <laughs> harsh. I think it's a little harsh. Um, I know a lot of people love to shit on Kenny Pickett. I think we're going to stay a little more neutral here on this podcast. Uh, I think that's a really good pick. I really like the Eagles. Yep. I like the Steelers. My personal pick for the hey, everybody, look at how good I look. You know where I'm going to go. And that's the team that, that landed Anthony Richardson without trading up. I think best case scenario happened for the Colts where the Houston Texans went full galaxy brain <laughs> and did what they did. And it was perfect. The Colts, for them. the Colts have been often linked to Levis. Um, but I think they've always wanted Richardson all along from my understanding of like what they've kind of kept down low. And I think they thought Richardson would be gone by the time that they were drafting. So I, if you look at their, their draft class on top of what they landed um, for Anthony Richardson at four without trading up, they took uh, Julius Brent, who's a corner that people really liked. They snagged Josh Downs. Josh Downs, all three of us, are super high on Josh Downs. Hyper-efficient slot receiver. It's really good. They can get open, can win in space, can win at the catch. Really tiny. Like a QB best friend type wide receiver. He, you know, he like he's not going to kill you outside, but he's like, he's going to be a great addition to like grow with Anthony Richardson. Like they should build a bond pretty quickly. I totally agree. And he gives that offense a little juice. Like we like Michael Pittman. We like Alec Pierce, right? They're solid, but you know, a little bit of juice, a little bit of wiggle to complement that wide receiver room is really strong. Uh, on top of that, they were able to land Blake Freeland, who is an offensive tackle at a BYU that people like. They got Adabaro. Ab- how do you say it? Adab Adabaware. No, I've tried so Adabawari? many times. I don't know. A- Adabaro. Adab- I. They got. Adab- the, yeah. They got the. Uh, <laughs> One more time, guys. They got <laughs> Adabaware. I forget, but they, they snagged the nose tackle. The D lineman from Northwestern. That people really That's like. Awesome. So again, on this podcast, yeah. I don't pretend to know what I know. What I'm talking about with defensive players, but from my understanding, really smart people. I liked. Really liked that. Pick. Uh, looks like they picked up Darius Rush, who I knew Mel Kuyper was really into, um, and Will Will Mallory, and they picked up Evan Hull, who's a receiving running back out of Northwestern. Great hands, it's Great really hands. good at catching the ball. So, like, I think that they've created a really strong infrastructure for Anthony Richardson. They've already came out and said that we're going to Anthony Richardson. Like, that's already been I said. Love I I yeah. love this dude. I love this with Shane Steichen. Like, this draft made sense. And I think this is going to accelerate their rebuild really quickly. I don't think they're going to be incredible next year, but I don't think they're going to be dog shit. And I think their draft, they really hit it out of the park. So I, I think, I hope that weirdo Jim Mersey, who's off a of bender, can, you know, look in the mirror and say, hey, everybody, look at how good I look. I think he deserves it. All right, for the next award here, we have the Rodney Ruxin Rosturbation Award. <laughs> for, for anyone that's watched the league, you don't, and you know what roster baiting is. It's when you just get really excited to look at your roster, and one thing comes to another, and your pants are off, right? Your roster. Just, just have a little tug. Just a, just a little moment. We've all been a, there. a little, a little private moment. Um, this award is going the Rodney Ruxin Rosterbation Award. Uh, really serious stuff on the art podcast here. 
uh, <laughs> is going to the fantasy fit that uh, makes us pretty excited. You know, we're zero to pants off, pants off stage. So, Keegan, who is the Rodney Ruxin Award winner for uh, the guy who got you really excited? I believe Aiden and I have the same award winner here, and it's got to be Jordan Addison. Of all Bingo. the first-round wide receivers, like, I do like Addison. I'm not going to say that he was the one I thought was maybe the best out of the class, but of all the wide receivers, his landing spot is chef's kiss. Like, he will get to play opposite of Justin Jefferson in a very pass-friendly <laughs> offense. Like, he's going to draw, like, a ton of targets because Justin Jefferson's going to have so much attention on him. Like, I think he will be an immediate, immediate fantasy impact player this year. Like like a seventh round, like sixth round guy almost maybe in redraft stuff. And he's definitely skyrocketing up dynasty value charts with that landing spot of his for sure. So I love the pick for the Vikings. I thought it was just a, a great all-around selection. He's going to flourish, I think. Aiden, you had him too. What's your thinking on that? Yeah, I, I absolutely loved that landing spot personally for – he, he's my favorite um, wide receiver in terms of where they landed and the potential to contribute day one. Um, like when you look at Adam Thielen's stats, like kind of removed last year, but it was still decent from 2021 and 2020. Like there's no reason that Jordan Addison isn't putting up seven, 800 yards next to Justin Jefferson. I think he, they're going to plug him in day one. He's going to catch six, 10 touchdowns and be a great fantasy asset, probably in that like wide receiver, like three range. And he's just going to be a good player too. Like, I mean, it's, obviously, we are a fantasy football podcast, and we like to analyze like the success of fantasy. But like, he's going to become a really good wide receiver in this offense. Yep. Like, I think it's just going to make him a better football player than he already is, and I think it's like a good landing spot for like growth of his like just actual professional development. So, yeah, all in on it. I I get to slam dunk. If I'm a Vikings fan, kicking Adam Thielen to the curb and replacing him with Jordan Addison, I'm doing cartwheels right now. Um, yeah, having a is, nice little tug off. With, with Yeah, that is. Your pants are that off. That is definitely worthy of a roster and, nation. And, and TJ Hawkinson's there, too, to replace some of that red zone physicality that you had with Adam Thielen. So you're not losing exactly. a lot of that. I think what's really cool with Addison, he's going to walk into, what, an 18 to 20% target share. So you're looking at, what, Easy. like six targets a game. He's basically this version like he's this era of fantasy football is calvin ridley where you know he's gonna have some boomer bust games especially as a rookie but they're gonna be games where he goes fucking ape shit because jetta's absolutely is covered and he is a guy that is more than capable of beating single coverage in the nfl he's smooth oh, sure. as hell so yeah i, I love that he's, one he's so twitchy i love that one my rosterbation for the rodney ruxin award <laughs> by far and away is uh, Kiki Thompson's beloved son, Devon A-Chain. Uh, <laughs> so Devon A-Chain, on this podcast, if you listen, Keegan and I, Muse, saying, hey, what's up with the Dolphins? They didn't sign anybody. They brought back Wilson and Mostert on pretty team-friendly, like, one-year deals. Like, what's their plan at running back? They're going to draft somebody. And what do we know? What's happening? What do we know about the Dolphins? They like fast guys, right? So why don't they we just... love fast guys. They're... They're addicted. So, I would take it a step further. They're addicted to speed. That's all they know. So why don't we add in a running back who runs a sub 4-4, who, what, how many carries? He had 200-plus carries in the SEC, was a essentially yeah. a bell cow running back in the SEC. A three-down back in the SEC with major success. Like, Playing just 
pumping out against the best defensive talents and like performing every weekend. He's a freak of nature athlete. One of my favorite games that I watched to tape this year was Devon Achain's game against LSU because LSU is a team that played all of the top running backs. And dude, he went for over 200 yards against LSU and LSU was swallowing up everybody in the SEC. Devon Achain is a sub 4-4 burner who is now going to an offense built on speed that creates space because they have Tyreek fucking Hill and they have Jalen Waddle and Chosen Anderson. Robbie Anderson, can't forget. Chosen's on the squad. Dude, that, he's, he's, he's speedy fast too. And he's fast. And you've got Mostert, who is so fast too. It's a track like, team. It's, they're they're yeah, a track team. They have a relay race team on the roster they, yeah, right now. They're a track team in the offseason. And now Devon A-Chain is going to go on a team with sub with, I think, Jeff Wilson's like 28. Raheem Mostert's 31. Neither of those guys catch the ball. Devon A-Chain, excellent wide receiver. So instantly he's going to be on the field for third downs. And then all of a sudden, he should play a ton. he's going to be like a potential three down back on one of the best offenses yep. in football. And I can't keep my pants on. I take them off. I don't even know how it happens. I put them on because I'm like, no, I'm about to be a married man. I cannot go down this route, all right? Like, my pants need to stay on. And then they're gone again. And I'm like, where do they go? They just, they keep disappearing whenever I think about Devon A. Chain and Mike McDaniels. He'll do that to you. And you know what's, do that you. And you know what's crazy about this all? This just insanely irrational pants-off analogy I'm making as a 27-year-old grown man. Mike McDaniels thinking the same way. Listen to this quote from Chris Greer on the Devon A. Chain press conference. We spent some time with him. We've been looking at him for the past couple of seasons. We got to know him as a person. We watched film, and then probably two to three weeks ago, Mike was convinced for his love in the player. We all were. But, uh, you know, Mike, he was very enthused. So that, what does that even mean? What does very enthused mean? What what is that? What does Mike McDaniel look like enthused? Is he hitting his jewel, his mate pen? His pants were off also, I think. I think his pants were off when he made the call. Pants were off I, as he made. The I call. am so upset, and I probably would have maybe even thought about this as my choice for this uh, Rodney Ruxin Rosturbation Award winner. Um, but I, you know, he played for Texas A&M, a school I've been a fan of my whole life, basically. And now he has to play in my division, and I will see him two games a year, and it's it's gonna suck, man. Like it's, it's really gonna suck. Too. Like it's I'm tough. gonna have to root for him, but not so. We'll be drafting him if possible. So we'll see about all that. You're going to have to get in front of me, it. champ. You're going to have to get in front of me, champ. <laughs> I love it. Um, I know we didn't clap it out for our, our team awards, but um, everybody give a round of applause for Devon A. Chain and, uh, and Jordan Addison. Jordan you guys, Addison. congratulations. Grown men are rosturbating about your, um, your specific landing spots in fantasy football. So... Um, they did not return our calls. They did not make it to uh, not our, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. It's Honestly, didn't probably just don't have service. Yeah, it's tough. They they did not uh, <laughs> return our calls. Okay. Then no the next award here is the I'm a dude playing the dude disguised as another dude award for the biggest galaxy brain draft. If you aren't familiar with Tropic Thunder and Kirk Lazarus. Uh, that is Robert Downey Jr.'s character. At the end of the movie, he he's come to a realization of who he is because he's he's a method actor and he struggles to break through. And he realizes I'm a, I'm the dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. 
So I thought that was pretty uh, apropos for a couple teams' draft strategies for how galaxy-brained that they were. So I'm going to kick things off, and I think the team that for sure biggest galaxy brain draft was the Houston Texans. So the Houston Texans, from my understanding, were zoned in on Will Anderson for, for quite a while. That's the guy they wanted. And then in the 11th hour, their, their owner came out of the woodworks and said, I'm not going this year with Davis Mills a quarterback. The owner was essentially just talking to Aiden. Aiden was like, you can't fucking do this, man. You can't run out long. God, I knew it. I, I called Smoke. I was like, they're not leaving you, without a quarterback. You cannot run out long neck next year, all right, and Nick Casario. I'm going to fire your ass if you don't give me a quarterback. So they said, fuck, okay. We got to take C.J. Stroud. But we're like sold on Will Anderson. That's our guy. We want, right? So we now need to take somebody at two to appease our owner. But how do we get Will Anderson? Like, we got to go get him because there's, there's, it's not like we have another 12 or we could maybe take another edge rusher or another guy. We need Will Anderson. So what do they do? We need him. They give up their entire draft next season to take Will Anderson, who's a player we all like and is a good player. But they end up with two foundational pieces and CJ Stroud and Will Anderson. And now one of the worst rosters in all of football next season doesn't have a first round pick or a third round pick. So they basically gave yeah, up ridiculous. QB compensation for Will Anderson. And now you've got Mike Lombardi coming out of the woodworks and saying, if you think about it, that compensation was actually for stress because that's who they were going to take at, at three, but they didn't want to have somebody come up and outbid them for three. So they were just getting their cards right. That That's compensation for Stroud. That is gnarly galaxy brain. I that mean, is that is galaxy bullshit. brain. I mean, Crazy spins that up. blows my fucking brain to pieces when I try to connect the dots. I'm like Charlie in uh, Always Sunny. Trying to, yeah. I'm like just wired. Where is Pepe Sylvia? Yeah. So, the Cardinals are probably looking at two top five picks next year. Um, yeah. The Texans aren't going to win a ton of games. That, Like you said, like that roster... Like, you don't make that trade at the beginning of a re... Like, that's a trade, like, you know, the Eagles or, like, someone, like, a team with, like, a lot of talent already can make. You don't do that at the beginning of your... You need first-round picks. You need all your picks right now. Like, there's a lot of holes on that roster, and, yeah. I don't know. Great players, but the trade was puzzling. I just think that Crazy. the whole strategy, the galaxy brainness is next level. Uh, and I and I next level. and everybody let's give Aiden Hollers some flowers. He said they're taking a quarterback. Called he called it from the jump. And we said Stroud. Me and Keegan. You did. We said you Stroud. did. Well, Stroud was the right pick at two for that. I firmly for sure. Yeah, I, firmly. I was oh like, Levis is not going at two. C.J. Stroud, our guy. We brought him home, Keegan, to the lovely Houston. Firmly the best. Texas the, there. the best pick for yeah. them. I, I don't think Richardson oh, would have sure. been a good pick for them. I think Richardson landed in the but, right spot. Levis was not the second-best quarterback. That was the right pick for them. I, I really wish they did Stroud and JSN at 12, though. Like, talk about putting asses in seats, bro. They had it Absolutely. There. Like, they had it that there been for the taking. Electric. It was right there in front of us. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase type shit. Nope. We are going to leverage our entire future for an edge rusher. So, uh, yeah. Way to go, Houston. All right. That's... that's that's uh, that's the I'm a dude playing the dude disguised another dude award for me. Crazy. Who who do we have here, Aiden? Who do you have winning the uh, the dude playing the dude disguised as another dude? Yeah, so I'm probably just being a little critical um, as a Bears fan here, and it's mainly just because they're first round. But the Detroit Lions, to me, um, I wasn't I wasn't very impressed with their draft. Um, 
I think they got good players, but it just felt like they've reached, especially with those first two picks. When they traded down from six to twelve, I'm like, okay, that's nice. You know, pick up a little extra Chase, second rounder. Yeah, what are we gonna do now? Well, what are we gonna do now? And then, and then Jameer Gibbs at twelve, and I was like, okay. Um, do you see how juiced they were? The you see how juiced they were stoked. And like, yeah. don't off. get me wrong, it's off. They they I'm, were like, Shh. I'm excited to own him in fantasy. I'm I'm excited to own him in fantasy. Um, but trading back to then take you know a position that's really not valued anymore in the NFL like that is a head scratcher. But then Jack Campbell, we'll get more into him too a bit later. Um, that's a guy that people had in like the 30s, 40s in their rankings, and they took him 18, an off ball linebacker, the top 20 pick. Uh, that was a reach. And Crazy. You know, they got some good value later on in the draft. But I think for a team that's been drafting so well, like the last, you know, one, two years and really putting play, like pieces in place, a growing roster, reaching on two kind of non-premium positions with your premium draft asset was, um, yeah, I kind of thought that was a dipshit move. What made this so galaxy brain, and Keegan, I don't know if you saw this with Ben Solak's tweet, where he took the first five selections from the Lions and he like, reordered them just like crudely <laughs> changing yeah. the arrows and if you actually reordered it was like oh they took brian branch and then they took jameer gibbs and then they took jack campbell and then sam laporta like whoa they had a great draft if you just reorder how they selected the guys they'd like they ended up with like good players but like the process was so galaxy brained how they got there it yeah just, the process was weird yeah. um, it's they got good players it was just yeah like like the process and the way they did it was it was just really bizarre, and Twitter was just kind of eating them that. a lot, which was cool. Yeah, it was. I, I, I joined in. I, I, partook. I dabbled. I was. I, dip, I was Twitter. I, I, was I dipped my yeah. toes in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Keegan, who do you have here winning the I'm a dude played a dude disguised as another dude? I, I got to talk about my Jets for a second here. Like, <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I, I like the draft. I do think there was a solid draft, but they that pick swap you know to get the deal across 13 to 15 and all of a sudden you're in danger of not getting a top tackle on top of that they're everybody knew who they wanted you know like they galaxy brain themselves into thinking like oh we're getting aaron Rodgers, everything will figure itself out it's like no you still have to approach the draft in a like correct manner and i mean milking the clock on pick 15 all the way down to zero and everybody knows they're calling they're trying to trade out of it like they wanted to recoup capital and nobody's picking up the phone and then the video of the war room after they do take will mcdonald is going crazy and they're just like oh i freaking love this like they're i just think they kind of fumbled the bag in that first round and like they way overthought what would be available and then they just take big you know, best player available. It very much feels like a Robert Sala draft pick. So, like, he's the dude playing the other dude as the GM pretending to be the dude who's actually <laughs> a different dude. And, look, it's all fine. We got Aaron Rodgers. But I, I just think they overthought that first round so hard. And if they really couldn't get a trade partner, like, they shouldn't have let somebody trade in front of him to take Broderick Jones. I, I think I would have liked that pick a lot more. But he hear me oh, out. And then hear me out about the Jets draft real quick. Okay. Jets have crushed it drafting best available players for the past two years. Then Aaron Rodgers yeah. shows up, right? And Aaron Rodgers is one to overthink it. You know, just really dive into the nuts and bolts of it. Do you think Rodgers maybe kind of got in their head a little bit and was just like, are you the dude disguised as a dude playing another <laughs> dude? Or are you just the dude playing a dude? 
How do you think there was a moment where I thought there's a moment where I thought in the draft, I'm like, I wonder if Aaron has any say in like what they're doing here. But then they went and just drafted like an edge like linebacker. And I was like, nah, absolutely not. Like that is very much just like a solid yeah. thing. But they milk in the clock he may was giving them a little um ayahuasca though. Maybe slip yeah. the front office <laughs> well, a, a little bit of drugs. They were they were sharing. I heard they got their they got a tackle later. They did yeah. get the center at pick 43 that um, you know, yeah. I thought it was gonna be JMS, but you I know, love JMS. Well, I, I yeah. heard that Will McDonald actually has watched a ton of YouTube videos about how Bush did 9-11. So that's why Rogers <laughs> yeah, so he's was super on board. Yeah. I, heard, I heard he was super <laughs> on board for that. He's like, wait, Jet Fuel can't melt steel. So like he was just super <laughs> on board for that traffic. So congratulations to a, a trifecta of award winners, the New York Jets, the uh, Detroit Lions, and the Houston Texans for the teams that are playing the teams disguised as another team. Congratulations. We did good there. Okay, our next award. The I'm in Hell Award for Worst yeah. Rookie Fantasy Fit. Uh, Aiden, who do you have winning the I'm in Hell Award for the Worst Rookie Fantasy Fit? Yeah, so this one actually bums me out quite a bit. Um, I went with Zay here. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so the main reason here is, like, I, I was really hoping he landed 21 there to the Charters, like, him in a pass happy offense, um, I would have really preferred. Baltimore's pretty consistently in like the bottom five for pass attempts. And you've got Mark Andrews there, who's obviously going to be, you know, the largest target um, kind of hoarder there. And you got a few other pieces there. Like, I think he, like, he's their wide receiver one, in my opinion. Like, he's definitely the most talented guy in that group. I'm not, I'm not buying either Bateman or. You think he's um, more talented than third. Bateman? I think oh, so, wow. yes. Okay. Okay. I like it. I think okay. so, yes. I'm just worried about the volume with him really um that's kind of my issue here in terms of like these high-end um kind of like flex players it's really just volume for me i'm concerned how he's you know like a top fantasy asset in that offense over under zay flowers 65 receptions uh under i'll say like 57 is what he yeah i'm probably taking the under there which again is you know is not ideal for a guy I want on my fantasy roster, unless, you know, you're converting high number of those into touchdowns. Um, Maybe he's good second half of redraft. That's when he pops off. Um, so I'm still going to try to get my hands on him. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> I mean, do not get me look, wrong. Bateman can't stay healthy and neither can OBJ. Mark Andrews got banged up last year. You know, maybe yeah. we're halfway in the year. And Zay and Flowers he's the last is just man standing. And all I know is Lamar's got a fucking cannon. Zay Flowers runs a beautiful go route. He's in steep downfield. I think they're going to be we some. We can have something. I think Scott Hansen multiple times next year is wait until you see what the rookie from Baltimore just did. And it's just. Yeah, exactly. Now. He basically is just oh. Marquise Brown, which is kind of. I don't know why, Sean, but you saying that just like emulating Scott Hansen just kind of gave me chills. Like, <laughs> just like. Just thinking about him being like, wow, just wait till you see what the rookie in Miami just did. Okay, Keegan, I'm going to give you the floor here for the I'm in Hell Award because your guy uh, has now landed in kind of a trash can situation for fantasy. Well, tell us a little bit about, about your winner. Zach Charbonnet going to the Seattle Seahawks with a second round draft capsule. So far. is. Maybe one of the worst things that have happened in the year 2023. <laughs> Fucking atrocious. January 6th, 
Zach Charbonnet to the Seahawks. One to two in stains it, it in American history. It might be one Zach Charbonnet to January 6th, if I'm being honest. But it's just, we all love him. Like, I know he. we've been a big fan, especially we've done a lot of the film watching and, like, kind of getting caught up on who he is. And, like, he's really excited. He's one of the few people in this draft from the running backs that can be an every down back, yes. like, can be a workhorse. Like, I wanted him to go to a team with a void backfield looking for a starter looking for their three down back. He's got to share touches with somebody who the fantasy community already likes and Kenneth Walker the third. It's like a nightmare situation for both of them because not just Charbonnet, yeah. it's a nightmare for Kenneth Walker and all people who own him in Dynasty. And like, is it going to be committee approach? Like, Zach Charbonnet might take over from Kenneth Walker. Like, he might assume that like heavier back role and I think Kenneth that's Walker comes in. Very and- much in play. That's Zach Charbonnet. And that's a nightmare. He's a starter. Like, Kenneth Walker was really, really good last year, dude. Like, yeah. I don't want to burst the We've Kenneth seen- Walker bubble because I was telling you this guy before we hopped on. But J.J. Zacharyson had a tweet that basically said out of a minimum 100 attempts, Kenneth Walker had the worst success rate of any running back in the NFL. Success rate meaning did you get four yards on first down? Did you get half the yards on second? It's basically just are you are you getting successful runs and you moving mm-hmm. the chains forward and that's pretty indicative of kenneth walker's tape right where he's just hitting these huge 80 yard touchdowns which are just yep. major somebody hose me down moments on red zone right where we're just juiced for fantasy but in real life maybe zach charbonnet is just more of the runner that pete carroll wants i think yeah, yeah real life football outcomes this is actually probably a good pick a good, you know and i think great. it's, a, it's a, like great. a really good actual football thing and for fantasy purposes, it's I'm in hell. It's, it's a like Pete Carroll doesn't yeah. care about us I'm in and hell. my fantasy roster. Um, I was no. so excited going into this offseason with Kenneth Walker on my dynasty team, and I'm like, do I need to upgrade the running back position? Like, do I need to put him on the trade block? I it's a it's a disaster. disaster. Like my RB two just went down to eight touches a game. <laughs> no, Jersey Jerry would say this is a catastrophe. This is. Yeah. This is a catastrophe. The I'm in Hell Award is Zach Charbonnet, Zay Flowers. Congratulations. <laughs> you guys are nil. You got great draft, like draft capital wise, killed it. You guys are going to make awesome money on your rookie contracts on good teams, but on fake teams for uh, nerds and virgins like, uh, like yours truly, um, we're bummed. We're bummed for you and your professional prospects. So. Okay, the next award here, it is an oldie, but a goodie. And it piggybacks off what we just had. The My Coach Hates Me and I Don't Know Why Award for the guy whose fantasy stock got nuked the hardest uh, for the draft. I think we all know who who that is. We all know okay. where this is going, Sean. Take this home, okay. Sean. Sean, why don't you yeah. take this home? The congratulations, uh, Kenneth Walker, for winning the My Coach <laughs> Hates Me and I Don't Know Why Award for the guy whose fantasy stock got nuked the most. For no reason. Yeah. No reason. DeAndre yeah. Swift is smiling somewhere. Like it's it's no longer me. It is you. Um they, it's just yeah, it, what a passing over to running back two years in a row is is such madden behavior. Oh. It's like, why did you do that? Why did you why do you hate me, Pete? Oh, that's behavior. Just just a bummer. Like there's no anticipating like I'm sure once we get to training camp, we'll have a better idea. Yeah. Like what is this split? Like, Dude, you're are we to... looking at 50-50? Is Kenneth Walker taking 60? Is Charbo, like Keegan said, like, Charbo is probably the better back here. So it's like, Kenneth Walker, who we thought was going to be like this 
three down bell cow this year. What is he? You know, getting a forty percent touch share now. It's like it's it, it's a nightmare. It's fucked We're, up. It's a nightmare. It's fucked it's up. It's a nightmare. It's it's. I don't know if I'll be drafting him next year. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Okay. The next award we have is the I will never financially recover from this award for the uh, biggest draft fall. I don't know if you're familiar with Joe Exotic, but. Um, after what was it? His his bride to be shot himself from Tiger King when he yeah, said, "I'll never." Like yeah, that. that's equivalent to a draft day fall. So, who was the guy that'll never financially recover from this uh, for the biggest draft day fall? Will Levis, and it's gonna take him like maybe a week or two to emotionally recovery, like as well, because he got shown on camera at the draft more than any player who got invited to round one. There was rumors of him maybe going top 10, like as early as two, all the smoke about him. And he doesn't even get picked on day one. Dude, he was he, he was on he was waiting so long to get drafted. He changed girlfriends like that happened. He had a different girlfriend by the end that? of the draft. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Changed, that's a new woman. He changed girlfriends. That's how long he had to wait to get his name called. He didn't even show yeah. up for day two. He was dating. <laughs> even show up would you do oh, i'm not going back there I'm, I'm not going back there ever again that like kansas city is like a do not go oh my destination goodness. for me after this weekend do you guys see the video of him leading up where he's like of course i'll go to the draft but if i think there's any danger of me falling only to second, i'm not gonna yeah. go to the draft. and he didn't yeah, go was that was freezing cold take dude oh. and like, like the money that he would have made in the you know like we all thought he was gonna go top five like when draft day came you know, the money between the top five pick and where he landed is, you know, he's still making millions. So don't feel too bad for him. But what a slide. That's tough. Good landing spot, too. Really tough. Good. I, I like the landing is spot. It? I do. I think it's a good. I think he fits. He basically, what have we comped him to? Ryan Tannehill. And now he's going to go play under Ryan Tannehill and run the Ryan Tannehill offense. Yeah, it's similar. Kind of works. I, I think decently for now let's not spot. forget about what ryan Tannehill said about he was the one who said it about malik willis last year yeah right? he's, he's like, like I, he's like i'm not helping him pretty much I'm yeah not i'm not here to coach him up yeah. what what whatever but let's hope he's received a little bit better and yeah it's a good landing spot but yeah will levis will actually never financially recover from that until he gets his next deal because oh. that is quite, he kind of yeah, is yeah. he was <laughs> that's, that's he was point. kind of the joe exotic of the draft process too the mayo and the, the banana it, it, it. it's it's gross so okay but yeah well congratulate will the unanimous winner of the i will never financially recover this year biggest draft day fall that that's that's really prestigious man he did not accept this award either um and i suspect the winner of this next award won't either and that is the not at the table carlos award for most embarrassing draft moments have you seen the hangover it's where baby carlos is is throwing a a greedy beat at the table uh, over at the pool party. He's roster baiting, you know, if you will. He is roster baiting, and he's just not at the at a young age. not at the table, Carlos. It's inappropriate. Who who had uh, the most inappropriate or embarrassing draft book? What do you think it was? Let's go with yours first, Sean. I think uh, it's, it's kind of a no brainer. <laughs> I think we need here. to talk about this. Yeah, I think let's just go with yours. Our our unanimous selection we, here, because um, I that was weird. I okay. So first and foremost. Lucas Van S goes 13 overall to to the Packers. It shows Van S. They call him what is he? What is what is his nickname? Hercules. He's a very big human being. He's you know he's people think he's kind of whatever. I'm I'm gonna act like JJ Watt comp. Yeah. Okay. So he's you know surrounded by a bunch of women. Right. Like I'm getting comments in group chats being like, "Whoa, Van S. Surrounded by a bunch of smoke shows. Whatever. 
I personally don't partake in all that, you know, I'm happily, I'm in a relationship. So I, I don't really no, know. I don't see any of this stuff, right? I'm, I'm blinders. So I'm, I'm getting all this information like, okay, that's cool. Good for Van Ness. And then later on Twitter, um, I see that it's like, whoa, did Lucas Van Ness's dad smack his girlfriend's ass on live TV? And you're like, what? I think he did. What? So you give it a, like you have a double tap. Okay. So it's like everyone's high fiving. That was not one. It was, it was a double tap. It, and I don't know if he, okay, well, let, we'll break it down in a second. All right. Let's, let's set the scene for our listeners who haven't seen it yet. So Luke's finished high-fiving. They announce his name. He's going to the Packers, whatever. Gives his girlfriend a big hug. His girlfriend is also Cole Komet's little sister, Frankie Komet. So that's good to remember here. Um, and she gives Lucas Van Ness's dad a big hug. Like, congrats. Our boy did it. He's going to the league. Like, go to the Packers. That's awesome. And then the hug's over. Mr. Van Ness, double, double ass tap. I wouldn't say full palm smack. I wouldn't, it wasn't like anything that's going to like, leave you humiliated forever right but it was a double hit there was a double it was full cheek it was a healthy amount of bottom there was might have been a scoop i don't know if there was a scoop involved on the second tap but it was a double tap he he was clean as day double tap to his son's girlfriend's ass on his son's biggest day i don't even know how to process that i don't even i like i i can't even imagine the doghouse that mr van s is going to be in right now like that, that is unparalleled levels of I'm in hell. He might actually win the I'm in hell award uh, if we do this draft again. Yeah, he, he's in hell. I don't know <laughs> what, like, not at the table, Mr. Van S. What are you doing, dude? Like, you, you've, you've brought shame onto the Van S name and Cole Komet. That's Cole Komet's little sister. It's Cole Komet's. That's my tie to Teammates dude, are probably cool. hitting him up. Cole Komet, the future of the league. So it's just like, it's, it's tough. Like, what do you do from here? What's your next yeah, move? That was, What's your next move? That was, imba- that was very embarrassing. What's your next move? How many cores lights? Nine? Ten? Or was he doing probably, probably cores heavies? More. Was he drinking banquets? Those are rookie numbers. Banquet? Yeah, those are, yeah, pro- probably banquets. Probably a dozen plus. Twelve banquets? Over, under? Over, smash. That's tough. Smashes the over, then smashes some tush. It was just crazy. Keegan, what are you doing? If, if you... I'm like, I'm on Twitter looking at all of the reactions to it what right now. What do you now, do? It's just like, <laughs> what do you do? Like, do you just act like it never happened? Because that's one route. That's probably the I route mean, we see, gonna go. We see these draft moments a lot, right? Where like a girlfriend sitting like next to the, the player when they get drafted, and then like yeah, they're like mom yanks them out. Yeah, that's the CD Land video. Like funny moments like that. But I saw that on live TV, and I was like. I mean, that's a pretty, like, weird thing to, like, do when you know you're being filmed. And, like, I don't know. Maybe he was just caught up in the moment. Maybe, like, yeah, he was going for he, a lower back tap. But when he double, when he yeah. goes back for the second, I was like, yeah, okay, this it's, is. Look, I, I think the double tap is key here, Keegan. And, and this is why you're good. <laughs> this is why we put you in the film room to watch film, right? Because if he, if he goes in and does the single tap and then he's, like, recoils, right, he's like, Fuck, like shit might be awkward. Like I shouldn't have yeah. I shouldn't have done that. He's like, oh, maybe well, I was he just went out for lower back. Maybe he went for lower back, you know? Yeah. Misunderstood. But he went back for seconds. So <laughs> he was still hungry. Is it okay. Is it more like he doubled down because he felt embarrassed and was like, I'm just gonna like this was normal, right? And like you just power through the normal moment. Or 
or or was he think it was his wife or like uh, what do you how what do you say to mrs he Hanks? knew what he was doing he knew yeah i, I, thought, think, I think he just enjoyed like a, it and wanted to go back like veteran <laughs> behavior yeah he, he, <laughs> he you call him that might been there be the first time it happened between them oh to be honest that, i don't know that didn't look like it didn't look like it okay Congra- all right let's be done with this hey Congratulations, Mr. Van S, for winning the Not at the Table <laughs> Carlos Award. That is, uh, that's good stuff. Okay, the next award, pretty quickly here. It's the I Love Lamp Award uh, for the team that just drafts players from the same college team. So, you know, in Kerman, where uh, Steve Carell's character, Brick, just starts looking at objects. And he's like, I love lamp. You know, he's just saying what he loves. It's like how the Eagles just watched the national championship. And they're like, I love like, Nolan I love Bulldog. Smith. <laughs> I love it's crazy. Keely Ringo. I love they I have love half Bulldog. of the 2021 championship defense now. And then he got so greedy. He traded for DeAndre Swift. It's like you, sir, need to be stopped. But then again, they're a football factory. You know, it's like if I just get the players from the good schools, they'll be good for me, too. It's like it's so simple. Though. It's like, oh, it's easy. Like it's like it's like Ron Burgundy. Howie, are you just drafting Georgia Bulldogs? <laughs> It's just the only yeah. team you watch. No, 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 I don't. I'm doing that. I love Lamp. I, I love Carter. Ringo. Yeah, so that Howie, have you watched another team this year? Oh, no, I have. So uh, congratulations, Howie Roseman and the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, winning the uh, I Love Lamp Award. Okay, our next award. This is the My Team Took a Kicker in the Third Round. Actually thought it was a good idea award. So who do you who do you have winning that award in for uh, my team? I'm gonna go yeah. with your 49ers, Sean. Oh, my team did did John Lynch actually? They did that. They took a kicker in the uh, in the in the third round. Yeah, they they did. And uh, here here's the quote. Uh, here's the quote uh, from Mike Silver, who hangs out with uh, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, he said, after the Niners drafted Michigan's Jake Moody, ha- head coach Kyle Shanahan got texts from all of his friends around the league making fun of him for taking a kicker in the third round. Mike Silver said, I suggest that, he sh- that he'd have done the same thing to them. Kyle said, damn right I would have, he said, laughing. So Kyle thinks it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Kyle's having a good time. We're taking Kyle's kickers. Good- we're, we're doing it. The Eagles are loading up on talent. Meanwhile, Kyle Shanahan did. Taking a kicker. Hey, we, the when ball. there's yeah. a kicker, one team is not like the other. <laughs> when, yeah. when, when you can get it's, a guy, the dragon. Meme. When you can get a guy who is is went four for nine from fifty last year, you that's you have to that, get him. That's what you do. And so they also said this. See, they said after the pick, they were like, "Wait, wait, wait, say me that stat again." He went four for nine. He went four for nine from fifty. From fifty? Yeah, it wasn't even that good. He didn't even like. It's not like he was moonball. It's not like he was uh moody moonball. But so. Get this. So the quote was afterwards. It was like, hey, kickers go in the fourth round. So we didn't have a pick in the fourth that. round. So we're taking them in the third. And and somebody was like, a kicker hasn't gone in the fourth round in like 12 years. So like 10 years. <laughs> no. And what's crazy about this. He's completely talking out of his ass. He's just like, oh, sure. What's crazy is, is they knew that another team was going to take him in the fourth, though. And the Patriots traded up and took a fucking kicker. In the fourth round. So they were on it. They actually, if they wanted this guy so bad, that's probably where they had to take him. They started the run on kickers. If anything, he was kind of a visionary. Um, yeah. Was yeah you a, could say he's just a trendsetter and he was just getting was, ahead of it. He was out of his time. Yeah. That was honestly pretty savvy by Kyle. I'm going to tell Bill trading up though with 
is divisional rival New York Jets. That, no, 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 bad, 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 bad. So I'll leave it at this, though. The 49ers didn't trade up and draft the running back. So that's growth. That's maturity. Maybe this kicker actually plays. Most of our third-round picks don't play. So maybe this is actually a, a, a good That'd pick. That'd be really here. big. So c- congratulations, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. You won the very prestigious. My team took a kicker in the third round and told everybody it was a good pick. Congratulations. That's that's really impressive stuff. Uh, the next award I have here is the Something um, Not That Chill Happened Last Night Award for the... Uh, actually, no, you, you do this one really well. And why, don't, why don't you present this award here? Yeah, all right. Here we go. Um, so for our next award here, we've got the uh, Something um, Not That Chill Happened Last Night Award for the worst draft pick of the 2023 draft. So... Pretty self-explanatory here. Worst picks, in our opinion, of the draft. Um, God, you're. Sean, so, why don't you lead us off here? You're so good at that. You're just. You're. You're so good. Something. Uh, not that chill. Not that chill happened last night. Like <laughs> so, Joe. That, so this quotes from this is the end, and this is about how Jonah Hill, um, terrible encounter with actual devil. So that that actually that seems insane. That actually this happened. is really happening. It's really happening. So. Um, I think I've talked about this, and I think a lot of these picks we're talking about, so we can go through quickly. But the Will Anderson pick, I just you, you can't sign me up for that one. I like Anderson, but that's insane draft capital for yeah, the value's insane on that one. Not doing it. Who do you have winning it in? Yeah, I touched on it a bit too. Uh, Jack Campbell at 18. Um, again, I, they probably could have got him at 34 or one of their other second round picks. When you've got premier first round draft capital, you don't take a, an off ball linebacker. Um, I wasn't even supposed to be there at that time yet. So, again, they still end up having a good draft. He could end up being just fine. But at 18, huge reach. Huge reach by the Lions. Keegan, who you got? I'm just going to take an opportunity to kind of, like, shit on the Patriots because I can. But nice trading trading up to draft a kicker in the fourth round is, like, pretty outrageous. Like Everybody's exactly doing what it. we were just talking about with Everybody's the 49ers. Doing it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like not galaxy brain enough because Kyle Shanahan and Bill Belichick, who are two really well-respected coaches, have drafted kickers in the third and fourth round this year. And maybe there's a renaissance going on that I'm not really sure uh, or aware of, but I don't even think the kicker they drafted was that good. I think he's like similar in skill to like the one you guys drafted in the third. So I don't know why you would do that. Like, I, I can't get behind that. It's called get your guy, Keegan. All right. They just had to do yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. They went and got that their the, guy. Yeah. I, I do it anyway. Is that what the 49ers fans are doing right now? They're just preaching that. They get your guy. So, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. There's something not so chill happened last night. We got Jackie Camps, uh, the kicker. They got traded by the, uh, for the, the, the Patriots kicker and uh, Will Anderson. Okay. This next award is the Who Needs an ACL Anyways award for the uh, draft pick. Who might only have one ACL? Who do you guys have in a win? Win in that one? Dodgers. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we've only got one here. Um, the reports of his the status of the cartilage in his knee is um, not good. Uh, not good at all. Yeah. So um, the lack of of ACL uh, on his knee. Um, I really, really like a him. short NFL career. Me too. I, I like was him like, a oh, lot. this is a bummer. God, I like. Look him at a this lot. guy move. I like him. I saw someone who was like, no, but like he tapes his knee every game. Like he's good. I'm like, 
I saw that tweet. I'm like, like, he spits on it's it. It's like a full uh, detailed medical spit- history of how he just doesn't yeah. have an ACL. It's like, but it's okay. He takes this. He just he spits tapes on it. Rubs a little dirt on it. He, it's mirror- he has tape, though. He's fine. You guys are being dramatic. It's like just gaslighting me for pointing out that this guy's lacking a key ligament in his knee. I was like, okay, um, look, carry on. Frank Gore tore both of his ACLs and blew out both of his shoulders before he played in the NFL. And then he played for like 20 years. Yeah, it's a, a very rare use case, yeah, he, and that's why yeah. everyone only ever brings up Frank Gore. It's like, well, it could be Frank Gore. And it's like, is there anyone else you can name? It's like, no. He also was 5'9". Okay, <laughs> he was 5'9", 216, and none of his game was predicated on speed. It was just mostly being a really good, just, crafty just bruiser. runner. So I don't I don't know. I think Tajay is going to be fun, really cool, fun compliment to Derrick Henry, but... Uh, I don't know how you're supposed to have a super long, productive NFL career with one ACL. So mm. congratulations, Ty J, for winning the Who Needs an ACL Anyways? <laughs> Who didn't know? You guys didn't know? You don't, you don't need one That's of those. A one ne- That's a tough one to win. The next award I have here, it's the Kavon Looney Award for Best Under the Radar Rookie Landing Spot. Guys that are just unsung heroes. They just get the job done. They just get 20 rebounds a game and help you curb stomp the Sacramento Kings in game seven. So who do you have winning the Kavon Looney Award, Aiden? One of your favorite players on your favorite team in the NBA? Yeah, <laughs> Kavon Looney. I actually do, as a UCLA fan, I do love Kavon Looney. Um, it's just a shame that he's a warrior and I like have to watch him. But um, <laughs> gun to my head, to I don't want to watch him. I just don't yeah, want to do it. So I, I've gone back and forth with two people here. Um, I'm going to go with Jalen Hyatt, though. Um this is a guy that I actually like shit on quite a bit during the pre-draft process too. So like <laughs> hand up for like anyone's talking to me. Like, yeah, I, me- I definitely shat. I definitely shat on Jalen Hyatt. And me- honestly, like I still don't know how productive he's going to be, but in terms of landing spot, I think the giants are a great landing spot for him. He's going to contribute day one. Um, like if he led the team in receiving yards this year, like I don't think anyone would be surprised. They kind of have a lot of the same receivers in terms of that. Like, you know, small slot guy. And I feel like he kind of gives that wide receiver room something different in terms of skill set. So again, I think he's going to come in and contribute from day one and, um, you know, should be their leading wide receiver, in my opinion, when it's all said and done this season. I like that. I love it. What did we talk about with Jalen Hyatt? You got to keep an open mind considering his statistical profile, considering that the man's yep. highest GPS speed, 25 miles per hour, Sometimes that 40-yard dash doesn't tell us everything because of how, how incredible of an accelerator he is. But he is now landing in an offense with an offensive coordinator that is going to know how to scheme it up. He's, he's going to give Jalen Hyatt opportunities to shine. It's not like they're putting him in some shake Houston Texan offense where it's just like, all right, you know, we are slot. And he just gets killed and pressed man. He's going to have an opportunity to shine with Brian Dable. I love that. I love that. Keegan, who do you have winning the Kavon Looney Award? I, this was kind of tough to think about. I didn't like a lot of people's landing spots, if I'm being <laughs> honest. But uh, I kind of like Roshan Johnson to your Bears, Aiden. Let's go, dude. I think it's a really, really good fit. And we talked a lot about how he doesn't have, like, he still has a lot of tread on his tires, right? Like, his legs are fresh. Like, didn't have a good, didn't get a lot of run because he had to back up uh, Bijan, obviously, in college. But goes to a very interesting team. That's kind of on the up and up. And like, there's like a little bit of a committee, but I think he's just like a completely different back than um, 
gosh, this is how this is where I'm at. Right Khalil now. Herbert, remember. how fucking Khalil dare Herbert. you, sir? Holy cow! This is a Khalil Dude, Herbert stand podcast. I know, I know, I'm part of the club too, but this is what I'm going through it right now. But they are two completely different backs, like kind of in a way. So I think it's a really nice compliment. I think he's just going to be a, a solid dude, like a solid dude yeah. in the league that is like really underappreciated right now. And I think Aiden, I already know you like him, but I feel like Bears fans are going to like fall in love with him this year. Yeah, a lot of Bears Twitter is talking about him being potentially RB one by the end of the season, and like. I can see it mainly being he's an incredible pass blocker. And if you if you're a running back back in pass block in the NFL, like you're gonna get rewarded for it. It matters so he's a much. great runner, low tread, young guy. Um, like I think he can do a lot of the things that Herbert can do, plus more. So I think, you know, talent wise and like tools, I think he's the most complete back in that room. It's just a matter of how kind of soon does he come on? How does Luke get to use him? But if he was RB1 by the end of next January, um, I wouldn't be surprised one bit. I like it. I love it. But I kind of love it for him, honestly. Same. I think it's a great fit. It's not amazing for my Herbert Dynasty shares, but it's not, not at all. It's not the end of the world either. I think Herbert's going to... It's not yeah. Zach Charbonnet status yes, for your, your Herbert share. Yeah. Um, the one that I really like, and it's not on the surface one that people are touting, I really like Kendra Miller landing in New Orleans because I don't think Jamal Williams is a long-term answer there. I think Jamal would be a stopgap no. situation. Yeah. I love his draft capital. They took him in the third round. I think his tape is really good. He's hit some home runs. He's a good runner. I don't love it. I don't think he's always falling down forward, but he, he's a good player, right? And he played really well on like a, a team that went to the national title. And I think that team is done with Alvin Kamara. I think they're done. I had Alvin Kamara on my fantasy team last year. I was in hell. I was the I'm in hell winner. He's a runner up for my team. Hates me. And I don't <laughs> know why award. He, he just didn't play on third down. Like the team did not trust him. And it was weird. It was bizarre. I think he, this is his last year on the saints before he gets shown uh, the doors. Show and I door. think Kendra is going to step in and be a really good three down running back in the NFL and be that on the saints. So he's one, yep. if you take him in dynasty, you're gonna have to be a little patient, but I think he's someone that could hit in the next couple of seasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's an, it's an interesting approach from the saints perspective. Cause it's like, you do have Jamal that you just signed. Like you do have Alvin Kamara. And like, this is maybe in my mind, like, Oh, well next year, go get yourself a like day two or day three running back in the draft. But like they did it ahead of time. The only thing you have to worry about is like, Let's just hope they don't grab a round three running back next year. But I think you made a good point, Sean. Like Alvin Kamara might not be there. And maybe Jamal is just there for a year. Or maybe they like Kendra and Jamal as a tandem and they move on next season. But it'll be like kind of a slow burn to get him acclimated. They're like, well, he like actually take over the whole RB1 role for them. But I do like the fit, especially if Kamara's yeah. out the door. Kamara's suspension. I like it in Dynasty a lot. I don't love it. Like in a redraft league, like I'm not... I'm not really like jumping yeah. to grab uh, Kendra Miller, but in Dynasty, tossed him on the taxi squad. Like, I don't know how big of a contributor that he's going to be this year with that room that we talked about, but I think his 2024 prospect and a potential is what I'm really excited about. So, if I can grab him in Dynasty, stash him for a year, I think it's a great landing spot for him in terms of um, what can unfold for him. All right. Well, congratulations, Kendra, Roshan, 
And who did we have here? It's Shaylin Hyatt. Hyatt. Congratulations, <laughs> gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Well done. Well done. We got a couple quick ones before we get out of here. Uh, the We're Clearly Tanking Award for the team who didn't take a quarterback or really didn't do much and is clearly looking at Caleb Williams for next year. I'll start. I think it's the Tampa Buccaneers. Uh, they, they made a bunch of selections like a team that was trying to contend when they need a quarterback. And I think they're missing from the forest, from the trees. And I think they're going to be really bad next year. So I think that they're going to be prime position to take Drake May or Caleb Williams. So I think they're tanking for next year. Who do you guys have? And they give the same people. Yeah, Cardinals. I think this one's more obvious. Yeah, Cardinals, like they're going to have two top five picks. Um, they drafted a QB late. Kyler Murray's, you know, going to play maybe half a season. Um, that roster is bad. That roster is bad. It just it, needs so it, much work. And I think they did a really good job in this draft, like well. acquiring capital, especially that trade with the Texans to get them some extra stuff next year. They do know that they're going to be bad, but they made some really good picks this year. And I think if they're they're going to tank, I think they're doing it the right way. That's a very least. Out. Yeah. yeah. They got to trade away Hopkins at this point and like really put this thing in motion. Um, Cause I think yeah. without Hopkins, without Murray to start the year, like they're going to win three, four games, dude. Um, the Seahawks and Niners are both be very good. Like those are two gimmies for both of those teams. Like they're not going to win a ton of games this season. I yeah, like I can it. already. That's like four losses on their on their season. That's four. Yeah, pencil that in. Probably sp- split with the Rams. I don't know. They might lose both of those too. They could lose. Yeah, both of those. They're going to well, too. I don't think Kyler plays next year. I mean, I think Kyler's on a different team. Either yes. I think Kyler. Yeah, Kyler is um, running out of time. Congratulations. Congratulations, Kyler. You are a Los Angeles Ram. No, no, that's... Hey, the Rams are sneaky, too. The Rams are sneaky. We're going to suck ass team, but I don't think it was as clear. Oh, yeah. I don't think it was as clear as the other two. So congratulations to the Cardinals and to the Bucks. The next award we have here is the Gimme Gimme Award for Aiden Hall. Let's go. For the guy that you'll be drafting no matter what next season. You would say Gimme Gimme. Right, you would say "gimme gimme," right? Gimme gimme. In reference to our uh, Deuce Vaughn, our very our, meta our Darwin reference here. Now at 111k. Okay, so I'll kick things off here, gentlemen. The first pick I'm going with, and you guys know who it is, Anthony Richardson. I'm taking him no matter what. I'm taking him, yeah, no matter what. Redraft. You're gonna dynasty. own him in dynasty. Let's You're gonna go. take him probably in a redraft league. I know you are. You're gonna end up with him on your dynasty roster. He's going to so. end up with a jersey. Yeah. Sean is all in. All in Anthony Sean, Richardson. What's his, what's show his, to our draft what's his little Colts, celly he does? Anthony Richardson jersey. Yeah. Oh, my God. His first 80-yard touchdown run followed up by his first, like, check down that he sails eight rows deep is just going to be <laughs> when he The experience is going to be – it's going to be a When he goes for seven sure. for 32 in a game and scores 40 fantasy points, it's just going to be – Chef's kiss. He, it's gonna be unreal. He's a freak. He's a freak. Yeah, I'd I'd like to get my hands on him. Um rushing no, QBs. Not no, not like Luke's father. Not like Luke's father. But I would like but I would like him on my roster. This this podcast, there's been a lot of like horny innuendos. Like there's been a lot <laughs> yeah. uh, a lot of like yeah, okay, no, okay. So mine was strictly from a, a fantasy ownership perspective. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Aiden, trying to beat my peers. Aiden, who's winning the gimme gimme award? Yeah, so I I kind of shit on this pick too, actually. Um, was <laughs> Jack Campbell? You're taking Jack Campbell IDP? No, 
I'm going Gibbs. I'm going Gibbs, actually. Um, Again, I hated the value there. Like, I thought that was a huge reach. But I think with DeAndre Swift being gone now um, in in PPR format, Gibbs is going to get a ton of touches. Um, It's just him and Monty now. Like, with all three of them, I was like, this is a disaster. But with just him and Monty, like, I don't know what his goal line work is going to look like with Monty. Like, I would say probably favors Monty, kind of like Jamal Williams was doing all of last year. But I think they're going to line him up everywhere and get him the ball as much as they can. So I'm definitely trying to get Jameer Gibbs on my fantasy rosters this year. I'm with it. I am with it. Keegan, who are you taking? Who's your gimme, gimme award winner? I'm going to try and leave like every redraft league I'm in with Jordan Addison. Let's go. I I actually do think I'm going to try and do that. We talked earlier about what a good fit he is just for fantasy purposes, but I really think it's going to be something special there. You know, Kirk is an above average NFL quarterback. We we talk a lot of crap about him, but he's a guy who consistently throws for 4,000 yards. There's a lot of yardage. There's a lot of yardage to go around for Mr. Addison. Like we're we're potentially looking at like 800, 900 yards rookie season without you know, like he's going to be in the conversation for I think rookie of the year, and it's going to be amplified because of Justin Jefferson. Like that offense should yep. be a ton of fun. They're going to let it loose, and like it's not just good football fit; it's great fantasy fit too. So both. If you liked Calvin Ridley, yeah. if you liked Calvin Ridley, you're going to get similar vibes yeah. from Jordan Addison. The ceiling is. It's, there is no ceiling here. The ceiling? Yeah, there's no ceiling. I think the ceiling's a little yeah. capped. I, I just think I'm really excited about his floor. I think his floor okay. is just... Like he's yeah. gonna, just playing next to Justin Jefferson is so cool. With, a with good like the route that he possesses a good is, and a good quarterback. Yeah. yeah, Good offense. He's in a good offense, clear role. He's really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm with it. I love that. So It's a match made in heaven. I am I will also be owning him. All guys that are going to go in the first, like, seven picks in Dynasty Drafts. So the gimme, gimme guys. Yep. I, I love it. Okay. Yep. Yes. A lot of gimme, gimme guys right our, there. Our last award before we get out of here, it's the I Didn't Get Canceled Award. You're like, what? I blacked out tweeted that? No one canceled me? Uh, for the uh, guys that kept their jobs somehow through the NFL draft and through free agency. Um, I'll start first. Is Tamian Pierce. Uh, the truthers will have another offseason. He was the starting running back somehow, some way last year. It was great before he got hurt and the Texans gave up. And now he's by far and away the starting running back, an offense that should be better with a better offensive coordinator and better quarterback play. So congratulations, Damian. You didn't get canceled. I don't know how you did it. Was, yeah, t- it was impressive. Yeah, until they sign Ezekiel Elliott in a week. Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. I, they, please, that would make me feel even better. <laughs> I, I, I'd be even safer. I'd feel really good if that's the guy that they brought in. Aiden, who do you have the uh, I didn't get canceled award winner? Yeah, I'm going to go with Andre Stevenson. Um, for uh, for similar reasons. Like, we've all got running backs here, and I think, like, those are the ones, like, you really get worried about. Like, multiple wide receivers can coexist in offenses while we're talking about Jordan Addison. But I think Mondre Stevenson is going to be a top 10 running back this year. Like, we've seen what he can do, and he's going to get a ton of touches. And, yeah, they didn't take a running back to, you know, split that workload with him. I think they're very high on him, as is the fantasy community. So, big win for the Patriots, big win for us. As Mondre, baby. Yeah, I will be I'll be sprinting to the board if uh, Mondre's there we, we kept Mondre? What did it cost us, Zach Sharp? It yeah. cost us... Zach. It costs us a Zach Sharp. Uh, uh, so like, Mondre remains uh, intact. Uh, Pierre Strong is going to be kind of in the background we'll a little bit. Um, 
if if that's the only competition, I'm feeling great. I'm I'm feeling really good. good about it. Keegan, who do you have? Tony Pollard feels like a huge winner post NFL draft. I mean, Cowboys were somebody that people were trying to mock Gibbs and some Bijan stuff too, like Charbo. Kind of a lot of mock drafts had them getting some type of running back out of this class. And I think Tony got kind of walked away unscathed and just like he's really good last year. Now, I'm not sure if Tony Pollard is the every down back that the fantasy community would like him to be. But I, at least I know now that barring any like free agency things or like stuff like that, his his spot is pretty safe and he's going to have Lombardi a- Lenny. Yeah. Lombardi Lenny is going to the Texas. It's the Cowboys. Yeah. I, I think Pollard has RB1 upside. Yeah. Oh, breaking news. Course. Dallas Cowboys have signed playoff Lenny Fournette. And I'm like, then I'd be oh, sad. Man, I would shit my <laughs> chance, Schefter, dude. The Schefter tweet's in. coming. I know that. I, I think that one makes a ton of sense. Dalvin Cook Dalvin Cook is going to ruin somebody, too, this, this offseason. Yeah, he's going to get cut, right? But, I thought he was going to Miami. It's not, I think he's still going. Well, what's up? We'll see, what's up with a bummer. Madison? Madison's just sitting there. He's, he's got. He's got like that. a one or two years like on our deal, and they like him a lot. Wait, you know who went? You know who went to the Vikings? Dwayne motherfucking McBride. Dwayne McBride. Oh yes, Vikings. you're right. Oh yeah, I kind of forgot you're about right. that. You are totally the, right. The man, the man. That's sneaky. That's a sneaky that, one. If Cook gets that cut. is nice. That's a tasty, tasty t- ticket. Is all I would say. It's a tasty ticket. But that's our awards. That was a hell of an award show. If you're still with us, hey, go go tell your loved ones you love them. You know, go touch some grass. Do not be anything like Lucas Van Ness's dad. If you have an opportunity to just not do that, you're gonna have a probably really good week, month, year. Um, Keegan, thank you guys so much. The draft was so much fun. Um, it was a great learning experience. Constant phone buzzing between the three of us. Yeah. Phones just like kind of sad. It's over. <laughs> Honestly, the dude, it's, like, over. it's like it's yeah. the best time of the year is coming up. Yeah. It is now fantasy draft speculation season, and we just get yeah. to make shit up. Draft. We just get to. Make I might shit hit a full past, fifteen dude. round mock later. Just I'm gonna start <laughs> mocking recklessly have, have before you guys training done, camp even begins. Have you guys done best ball mania for you? Nope. No. Well, let's let's hop in, boys. It's twenty five dollar entry. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go against some professional uh, fantasy players and see if we can win it. Yeah, one. All, right. All right. Twist my arm. Yeah, yeah, let's do this. Twist my arm. Yeah, you really yeah, yeah. had to talk us into All it. Right. Right. Twist my arm. I have. I get to draft against other people. Oh my. All right, boys. Um, again, like we said earlier at the top of the show, we're gonna be out for a couple of weeks, and then we'll be back. We're gonna start dynasty coverage. We're gonna start draft coverage. Is gonna be incredible. And we are pumped. It's going to pick up fast, man. We are, we have passed a big milestone in the fantasy world. In the football the draft world. is complete. We know where all these guys are. And now it's time to start speculating some more. So it's um, going to be great. It's really quite beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's going to be great. All right, boys. Thank you for joining us for draft season. And uh, we're, we're going to flip the calendar. Something special. It's going to be a ton of fun. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Sean, enjoy your travels.